Hello, everybody. Welcome to Green Knight. Uh, these next two interviews are that I did with uh, Raised by Giants with Ryder Lee. Um, he has a YouTube channel by that title. And also Forbidden Knowledge News are about the same subject. It's a review of the Seven Hermetic Principles. I think it's important to actually review these. Um, important for me and for everyone who's listening because comprehension of the principles is essential. So here it is. Um, you can see how these two interviews, their similarities and their differences and, um, see if you can find any contradictions or um, um, incongruencies between the two discourses. All right. Um, and again, right, uh, I'm going to do the culminating episode of the Green Knight podcast. And then, yeah, as I've been saying throughout the whole thing, <laughs> it'll transform into kind of a, a more regular thing as the message has been delivered. All right. Thank you. Hello, and welcome back to Raised by Giants, where we talk all things spirituality. I am Ryder Lee. Tonight, we have with us Birch Driver. But before I introduce him, be sure to check out Honey Colony website for amazing products like Superior CBD, Colloidal Silver Elixir and Maker, Energy Supplements, Health and Beauty Products, and a bunch of other really great ethically sourced products. And if you use promo code RBG10, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Check the links in the description. Also, another really great way to help support the channel is donate on PayPal or buy me a coffee. It is completely 100% optional, but very much appreciated. Check the links in the description for donation options. So we are here at the uh, Forbidden Knowledge uh, gathering. We had a really great weekend. This is the last day of it, and I am here with Birch Driver. We've had really good uh, conversations, and um, I just kind of wanted to bring him on and you know get his perspective on things. We've we've talked about a lot here the past. Yeah. Uh, three days. And I think that it's good to, um, you know, get it, get it out there more and get a recording. So give, um, give the audience a little bit of background on you and how you got started going down this journey. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I had a lot of thoughts growing up. I was always kind of an outsider freak, you know, in high school and had a, an epiphany at 15 that like made me think about things differently. Probably had something to do with uh the influence of my pa my parents and interested in kind of like eastern philosophy um so i come from that background and i also come from like recognizing at a young age that something is wrong you know to me it seemed like something is wrong and so i felt like um there was something could, that could be done and so i've been kind of uh, living a uh, living way to thing <laughs> even though i don't know what it is but yeah, my podcast is called Green Knight Green, um, and it. I started it because I just dis I discovered Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Uh, the myth um, had some amazing um, messages in it, and so I wanted to discover, go into that. But uh, I also 
you know, I basically episode nine is where I discuss Green Knight and I uh, go over the myth and analyze it. But previous to that, I talk about all kinds of things like how products change the way we think. Marshall McLuhan, you know, the medium is the message. And uh, my background in science and design, you know, um, I feel like design is actually the way that we actually change the world. Um, because anything that we that we um, can to reality, you know, and I think there there's a possibility, a way to reorganize ourselves and to maximize our creativity. Because I think that's what we're built to do. We're all built to like use our all of our faculties to make something, you know, while we're here. We we started kind of talking about the seven hermetic principles and uh you studied that a lot uh what can you tell us about hermeticism in the seven hermetic principles because i think it's very interesting and it's very important and i kind of studied this uh early on in my spiritual awakening and it made so much sense so could you maybe give a review of the seven hermetic principles for everyone that sure. might be interested um yeah i got interested i've been interested in all this stuff but it's like funny how information percolates in over a lifetime like i'm 51 and so i've been going after this pretty hard since like right after high school um it's why i chose to major in physics so it's like my purpose at majoring in physics was to find out what humanity knew yeah and also like i had a spiritual quest and i had a feeling that there was some information involved with quantum mechanics that could inform that questions, those questions that I had. And so, I mean, speaking of quantum mechanics, uh, um, the seven principles, five of them, five out of the seven are uh, basically describe how waves uh, operate, right? The properties of waves, you know? And so quantum mechanics is basically describing a particle as a wave, you know? So that's why I'm making that jump from that to, uh, the seven hermetic principles, which is everything is vibration, right? Which is the principle of vibration. Um, the principle of correspondence, right? Which is as above, so below. Waves have that property, right? Because scale invariance, right? Large waves exhibit the same properties as small, tight waves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then, you, so you have uh, as above, so below. Principle of correspondence is uh, sustained by thinking of it as everything as waves, you know, everything as frequency, everything as vibration, right? And so the next one, the next principle is the principle of polarity, right? And this is described by waves perfectly because you can't have a crest of a wave, a peak of a wave without the trough. They come together, you know? This is what we've been yeah, these yes. And they define each other, right? And so all of these polar relationships that we look at you know, as a creature who's trying to figure out the world and is fixated on duality. I, I spent a lot of years thinking about it, duality, 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 you know, like, how do we figure this out? Like, there's some kind of crazy contradiction here, but duality is polarity, right? And so if you come at it from this more simplified way of thinking of it as like just waves, um, I think it's easier to grasp, you know? So, so if you want to like have a comment on about polarity, we can go into the next couple after that. Yeah, I've really been discovering and figuring out for myself is that we have to exist in this reality. We have to exist within the polarity. And that means that 
you know, we have to take the bad and the good uh, all together and, and, and wrap it up because that's the state of the reality that we're currently in. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that want to make this reality seem like that it's garbage and that it's shit and that, um, that we should hate it. Try and, to escape it. Yeah, try and escape it. And I don't think that that's the way that it should be. We should, I think it's acceptance. We need to accept that this reality is this way. And, you know, that's just how it is. And bad things happen, good things happen. We're here for the experience. We're here to experience everything that this reality offers. And that's, uh, you know, that's pain, that's pleasure, that's hurt, that's the good. We can experience both extreme sides of it because that's the dualistic and and, uh, polarity of being in this physical 3D reality. And if you shift it all the way to one side, then, okay, so everything, it's exactly what you're talking about. Everything is vibration. Everything is, uh, you know, is, is vibrating at a, at a certain point, And it takes that resistance to create something in this 3D physical reality. This microphone only exists here and we're only speaking to it because it has negative and positive protons within it and it's resisting each other. If you took out all the negative protons out of this microphone, this microphone would no longer exist. Right. So if I took all the negative protons out of this reality, then this reality no longer yeah. exists. Yeah. Right? And, and it requires the dance, right? The dance of polarity. And nature does that like um, really well and keeps moving. And it always uh, produces novel uh, patterns despite repeating itself. Right. Principle of rhythm. Right. Cycles. Right. But there's a, but there's a being uh, inserted into the uh, unfolding of the universe. Right. Because novelty happen. Right. New things come into being. Um, but, uh, you know, about what you were saying about how we require this contrast, you know, it's like, yeah, you you can't uh, or something, you know, without um, having two things. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So, I mean, but there's I think there's some. The hermetic principles when you were talking it's like yeah i agree completely but i think uh, these some people um look at this information as it's like dark or used for um bad intentions you know and it just is a thing right it's probably it's really old knowledge but it's possible to take this knowledge and kind of hijack it in a way because it works on us you know that's the problem you know? that i'm having is that uh in the proper way and not like a self-defeating type of uh, scenario, right? Where people just kind of, you know, give up because whenever you're trying to, whenever I'm trying to explain it, I, I don't know if I'm coming across in the right way and it can be taken as a, as a negative, you know, and that's not what I'm, what I'm trying to say yeah, at yeah. all. It's, it's that we have to exist. I think the, the, the key is balance, right? You, you, you be in, you be in the center. It's like, what we were talking about last night, the caduceus, the the two polarities rolling up the the center of the the spinal column, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be the spinal column. You want to be in the middle, right? You want to be neutral. Yes. Neutrality is where it's at because you're not attached to anything. You're not on one side. You're not on the The the, other. Yeah. You're you're just boom, straight down the middle and you can operate uh, with both sides and not be attached to any certain outcome or any certain part of reality yeah um 
Yeah, I, I just wanted to address one thing you were talking about before, which was like this resistance, you know, uh, all of creation is like this substrate, right? And that when we take an action and we do something, we press on that substrate and create waves, you know, like that resistance, the substrate is resisting your pressure, but you're putting pressure on it. And so it is actually the relationship between that actually creates waves. You know what I mean? I mean, I just thought that was a good way to, to uh, uh, explain it. Um, but uh, as far as what you were just talking about, which was it? What was it again? <laughs> that it's that people are they kind of want this reality where everything is like perfect and everything is like all yeah. love and light. And I don't think that that's the way that this reality is supposed to operate on a degree now we can be doing things much differently and we can be doing things in a in a better way mm -hmm. right but i don't think that it's possible to completely dissolve the polarity and duality that we are currently existing being in a 3d body yeah. right now we might be able to do that somewhere else you know what i mean maybe in a different dimension or a higher level mm -hmm. of reality you might be able to, to dissolve the polarity you know completely or make it more dissolved but not here i yeah. don't think that it's possible to completely dissolve the polarity because that's the way that the the reality is kind of structured i think that we come in here with certain uh we have to it's a criteria it's a circumstance right and we have to abide by certain rules for being here being in a 3d physical body and being here is for the we're here for the experience right it's all about the the experience and experiencing all the things that that life has to offer and if you don't have that opposition you don't have that opposing force then it's then this 3d physical reality doesn't exist yeah there's no texture to it right there would be no waves in it right there would be no reference points right yeah and but i think though that you're actually just describing the way that you do manage it. It's a, it's a crazy catch-22, right? Mm -hmm. So we have this polarity, but I think as consciousness here, part of our lesson is to, is to uh, learn to deal with that, you know, yeah. and not be uh, bipolar, basically, right? Manic, mm -hmm. where you swing from one end of the uh, spectrum to the other, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Between poles constantly and never in the center. And so when you were just describing, the idea is to be, you know, on the staff, right? Which is what uh, Walter Russell describes as the fulcrum. I mean, all of his writings say the hermetic principles, everything is waves, right? And so he basically says that as consciousness, we want to, we can see these undulations and these waves and these interactions and these relationships, right? But to navigate it properly we don't fucking go and take a position right like you were saying right we actually ride the um in between right and we don't right like i just said you don't take a position and then the opposition like as soon as you take a position there's the opposite right that's what that's what principle of cause and effect is which is you know number four or five right that's the next one so it's like um again it's like you can define that you can have an identity, right? Mm -hmm. But as soon as you make that declaration, the opposite becomes true to, to you know, it's like you're defined by the opposite basically mm -hmm. in a way. And so you don't wanna make these declarations. You don't wanna take sides. You don't wanna say, it's this is me doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Like, so we've probably talked about flow state a little bit, but I think it's an easy way to describe how when you're at, when we are at our best, right? When we're just fucking killing it, we're not really there, right? As soon as we start to fucking think about it and identify with what's happening, right? We fucking trip. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, you know, that's, uh, it's a, it's a really hard and difficult concept to really uh, to really grasp, and it's difficult for. I mean, this is just a, a kind of a new revelation for me as well. That you know we're we're in this reality, and we have to make the best of it while we're here. And and when we keep thinking about how negative everything is, and we keep talking about the the, the corruption and and you know how shitty everything is, we're constantly. We're, we're reinforcing that and we're actually bringing that more into our reality instead of, you know, looking at this as a beautiful experience, right? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to be in this 3D reality because we get to experience everything. We get to have these, these conflicts and, and work through them and, and rise above them. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I think is so beautiful about being in a 3D physical reality, because I don't think that, other densities or other levels of, of vibration are able to experience the things that we experience here in this 3D reality, right? They might be able to experience a form of it, but they can't experience the extremes of it. Yeah. They can't experience extreme pain. And it's not that you want to experience extreme pain, but if you can experience extreme joy and love and passion, yeah. then it's exactly like what you're talking about. Like you, you inadvertently create the opposite because you're taking a position on it. Yeah. So if you can experience extreme love and joy and happiness here, then you also have to experience pain and suffering because that's the, the duality. Yeah. And, uh, but so like, that's the, that's what makes this difficult to come at because, um, we, we require the contrast, you know, in order to actually determine what is, you know, because in a continuous homogenous fucking soup, everything is the same, you know, so we require that. However, like, uh, I think there's this, uh, you know, we all talk about the, you know, the phrase false dichotomy, right? And the Hegelian dialectic, yeah. right? It's like both mazes lead to the same cage, right? So it's like understanding how this works, right? Like these pr- principles can permit like a setting up of a false dichotomy, (laughs) right? And so you create the enemy, right? In order to create the opposition to the enemy, you know what I mean? And so I was talking about this um, with Andre on his show and and it's almost like this evil and like evil and good, maybe evil is a a construct, it's an invention on our part, right? And so, actually resisting evil right the opposite of evil actually perpetuates, perpetuates the cycle yeah. which is the principle of rhythm so on one uh on one hand you'll have you'll be in a position of superiority but then it'll cycle and the other side will be in a position of superiority right yeah. and so as human beings um we can recognize this right and remove ourselves from this uh um it's almost like we're playing a game on top of the game. It, it really is meta already. You know, yeah. we're playing with these rules that we made up, right? And so when I say all do-gooders are troublemakers like Alan Watts, this is how they've been set up, 
evil made the first move and now they're going to move against evil right and then the cycle continues and so being good quote good actually is just perpetuating the system yeah you mentioned something earlier when we were talking uh, outside that that the whole uh duality that's been in polarity that's been set up here is a a false polarity and a false duality and that that's may not be our our natural state yeah it's artificial that's something that came in and kind of hijacked the the whole Mm -hmm. reality and turned it into this uh duality and polarity that we're we're currently of good and evil it's like it's a false polarity you know because if you think about the creation of the universe like is that a polarity that is required to to make the universe continually to move, you know, to unfold. It's not one of the polarities that require that makes the universe unfold. You know, it's like, it's not there. This is something we created. And so the pattern that we create are, we're running off of an artificial fucking uh, polarity system still kind of operates on the same rules. Right. So it's like our nature, the way we're supposed to operate has been hijacked, you know? And, uh, <clears throat> that's what i think actually happened to us um this whole you're born into sin sin actually you were talking about etymology it just means to be separate from right to be taken out of right like sin samia right without seeds right yeah. and so it's like separating from god right to sin is like just to separate yourself from god or another way to look at it is from the rhythms of nature you know, so like we separate ourselves from the rhythm of nature of living and dying and created this new false construct of good and evil. And the pattern has been running off of that, those initial conditions ever since. Yeah, I agree with you um, that it's been a it's, it's a false, uh, a false dichotomy and a false. It's an illusion. It's an, it's yeah. an illusionary reality that, that we've been trapped in for a really long time and i again i think that the solution is neutrality i think that that's the the state of of nature right yeah no attachments no uh no no thinking this way not you know not um you know bringing your your thoughts and ideas and beliefs and blanketing it over uh anything yeah. and, and you know I, I don't think that there really is any rules it's all just we're supposed to be neutral and that's the way that i believe that that if god exists which you know who knows if god actually exists especially the way that uh you know religion has propped up god which i don't think that it's like that at all but if god exists then i would imagine that he would be neutral it would be a neutral aspect so yeah. if you want to get back to the god state you would want to get into neutrality yeah you would want to um not make it about like basically uh when you exist uh god does not and when you don't exist god does you know what i mean yeah. like i mean that's a simple way to put it um and so when you're when one is trying to preserve their psychological sense of self, right, which is basically another way of saying ego, right? They're they're isolating and and uh, separating themselves from the whole, you know, and then it, the relationship to the whole becomes something that it really isn't, you know, because already you've decided you're separate, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's get to the uh, the fifth 
hermetic principle. Okay. I mean, you were just talking about, and we skipped the first one, which is mentalism, which is basically it discusses uh, that the universe itself is aware, right? That the, the whole thing is mind and it is aware of itself. It's omni uh, present, but not omnipotent. Like it can't take action. So like, I think it's a, as a neutral um, aspect, that's it right there, right? It can, it's aware, it's almost like everything that's happening is um, its own mind and we are included in that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just on a side note, that same thing, the, if you take an image of the neural uh, structure of the brain, right? The neural uh, pattern. And then you look at the super clustering of galaxies, same right? Thing. Same fucking pattern. Yeah. Same with uh, our pupils and our eyes. Yeah. As well. And so it's like, it, we didn't want to skip over that one. It's probably pretty important. Yeah, Most people have a, a big trouble with it because, you know, they want to, one, I mean, in the Christian or the religious traditions, they think of this entity that's separate, again, also from the creation, you know. And <clears throat> so that's not what the principle of mentalism says. It says that everything is mind, right? And that's what um, uh, the Gnostics said, Jesus said. Right? It's like, mm -hmm. I am under every stone, I am under, you know, I'm in every branch. I'm, you know, it's like yeah, everywhere at all you. times. Yeah. 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 And so then we are also the same, right? We are connected to the entirety. Yeah. And that's an important aspect, too, that, that I don't, I mean, people think that, you know, they know that we're all connected to a, a certain degree, but I don't think they, they realize how deep that it actually goes and that that god is basically the the duality that's that's within us to a certain degree and then the whenever you have god within you then you also have to have the adversary which would be uh the one that's been created the devil or or satan and it's uh you know it's it's the exact same thing yeah. they've just they just turned it in and given it different labels and they have characterized it and put it into a different kind of category but it's all explaining the the exact same thing and it's trying to let us know how uh reality works yeah it's just people are taking it so literal right they, yeah. they take the stories and everything to be uh very very literal when it's when it's not literal at all yeah and um, i mean it's like what you were just saying it's almost the battle between the hemispheres you know mm -hmm. like our society is left uh, brain dominant and, and out of balance for sure analytical you know? yeah and which you could say that it's a battle between the higher self and the psychological sense of self which is the ego right and so that is the actual conflict right is that are you an individual and you're going to take credit for what's happening or are you um uh the whole itself yeah yeah, yeah absolutely uh did we get to the fifth one well the fifth is uh um cause and effect and that's an interesting one because you can get into the time with that one like the retro causality you know so cause and effect are actually a polar relationship too right because you can't have one without the other one defines the other and so then at that point it's like does is an effect not also a cause right so every cause creates an effect which also has a cascading effect right but you can't but also it, that it's almost like the way alternating current, right? It just bounces back and forth in the electric wires. It's almost like the time wave also does that too, because if 
cause and effect are not separable, then it also is retrocausal, right? So that the effect actually causes the cause, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because they are inseparable, they can't be separated. And so then you come into, it's like, this is what we were talking about last night. Does time really actually exist? I mean, all time exists um, forever, you know, in, in the same moment. But what you, when you start thinking about cause and effect, you want to go back to the original cause. Like, so the idea is, is that there is something, a beginning, a start, you know, yeah. and uh, that all things are determined from that point, which is hard determinism, right? Which is this philosophy that doesn't matter what we do, everything has already been determined from you know, the first instant. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with it. There's something I, um, there's this Polish philosopher, I forget his name right now, but his main tagline was ever present origin. And so what that means basically is when you go neutral, when you stop trying to identify yourself, right? When you let go and become nothing, um, then you can become aware of everything. You know what I mean? the world opens up to you on another level yeah yeah i've always had a problem and an issue with people saying that our, our life is all, all been planned out and we have these uh mm-hmm. these contracts and everything is all uh you know uh, shaped and molded for us and, and they could be right to a uh to a certain degree like some things can might be planned uh that we need to experience here but it's not super detailed like what people think that it is because like I could I could do whatever I want to do right now you know does that mean that it's in my in my contract that I'm going to do it I don't think so because we're individuals here Mm -hmm. we have an individual consciousness we're not in a collective consciousness type state yet right and like I could get up here and like I could get up and walk out right now you know what I mean would that be in my uh you know in my car I could get naked I could take my pants off right now or I could walk out in the middle of the street and get hit by a car You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think that we have a lot of control over our reality and there's people in, in um, the spiritual community that, and I think that that's kind of like a, an excuse for whenever bad things kind of happen, right? They're, they're kind of, that's what they use to get over the the bad things that's happening. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh yeah, it's just in my contracts. I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Or why that do happened. bad things happen to good people? You know, yeah. it's like, I'm angry at you, God, you know, yeah. for doing that. And that's actually, uh, it's a human measurement system. <laughs> yeah. No, God is not human. <laughs> uh, or the universe is not human, right? So we can't apply these measurements, right? And this is how we measure, like, what is meaningful to us or what is good or what is bad. And, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's a tricky one. But uh, more about ever-present origin. Um, the idea is, is basically you can rewrite all of the code back to the beginning by letting go, you know? So when you were like actually in alignment, like what you're trying to create was always meant to be, you know, mm-hmm. like, but if not, like it, then uh, I think we actually get into this loop. Like it's almost like a fail safe that the universe has that if you're going to try to divide consciousness, say you're divided from the whole, mm-hmm. then it creates this fucking washer, right? the wheel of karma right you you go around right and it does not allow it to fucking go out until it's resolved or destroyed you know and i almost think that's why we're here like i don't think that it's supposed to continue like this forever we're actually supposed to figure it out right either we 
uh, annihilate ourselves or we create this uh, static fucking back, you know, blip pattern, like almost ping pong, which to me seems like that's what, uh, you know, the metaverse is like trying to get us to live in this digital space is like a stasis, right? Yeah. So we don't want to live like that either. We don't want to annihilate ourselves. We don't want to be just in stasis. Like, like what's, there's no fucking movement, right? The universe yeah. is about movement. So if we're going to be aligned with the universe and um, kind of kick ourselves out of this Groundhog Day pattern, right, then that would be what the universe wants. It would create this novel civilization that actually figured it out, you know, Absolutely. came back into the fold, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what is the, uh, the sixth hermetic principle? Uh, that's the principle of rhythm. So... Uh, uh, that's an easy one and we've already kind of discussed it is the um what comes around goes around basically mm. um the cycles right you know just like day and night um the way the waves crashing on the beach right it has a rhythmic cycle you know? mm. and so um thinking of it from superior virtue and inferior virtue like mm you will be in a superior position. Like the I Ching always talks about, I don't know if you ever toss the coins or do the I Ching. Mm -hmm. It's a divination technique from the Tao where you throw, it's 64 hexagrams, right? And you throw three coins and they mean different things and you draw the hexagram out and then you flip just like tarot and read the fucking the thing. And they always talk about superior and inferior, right? And there's going to be- Kind of like cycle. a ruin, right? Yeah. yeah. like people read ruins it's yeah it's like ruins yeah um but uh it's this Taoist, you know 5,000 year old technique um, and it's pretty fascinating i think you would dig it actually if you check it out yeah i have to look into that one um let's get into the what's the seventh one uh the principle of gender yeah oh this is a good one yeah let's get into this one. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean if you look in around in nature you see this uh it's another polar relationship right so it's like in order in order for life to continue, we we require this comp complementary uh, combination of male and female, you know. And so if you look around everywhere, you you see these male and female aspects throughout nature, you know, as above, so below. You can see these um, male and female aspects, right? And we look at it from a human standpoint, but we understand it as like it's just like um, the increase or the moving forward of um, a species you know that's one way to look at it but there's all these different ways and if you think about it from uh, uh, a sacred geometry standpoint which is where the hermetic principles come from is that to me and i think that a lot of people would agree with this is that it's like pre-dynastic egyptian right so it's the cosmology of the uh, egyptians you know before uh, they fell down, got corrupted, or you know, were destroyed in some way, and then other people found all their stuff and kind of pretended to be them. But anyway, their cosmology is is that uh, consciousness comes first, right? And it has this female and male aspect to it as one, dual as one. And the female is kind of the way we think of our right brain, right, which is intuitive and open and nebulous, right? And the male side is like gonna. Uh, define a location right going to measure something <laughs> and that's what it is it's like uh, the female is all of everything the void right and the male actually the male aspect of consciousness drew the 
first circle and overlapped the next one, which is the viscous Pisces or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know the symbol? It's like where the fish comes from, you know, the Pisces thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, and so yeah. if you continue to do that same process, you get the flower of life. You get the egg of life and then the flower of life, right? You know the symbol? Yeah, the flower of life, yeah. yeah I got yeah. it on my phone. Yeah, and so all of the um, platonic uh, geometry can be built from the flower of life if you just expand it in three dimensions. So all geometry comes from this pattern. All of the constants, the phi ratio, everything is built into this uh, flower of life. And so what I was getting at is that in the beginning, right, there's this triple, there's this trinity, right? There's the female, the male, which like makes the first measurement. And then the child is all of creation, you know? Which would be God. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's the three aspects of God all at once and everything and you know the principle of gender can be an incendiary uh because people are so uh tied into their identity about this shit these days you know and really driven hard but we all like you were saying last night we all have both aspects in us and to be balanced we need them both right you can't neglect one side or the other yeah they have to be running congruently within us and uh, Jay Widener actually explained this one uh, really well to me, and I think I talked to you about it last night, that there are actually, there, there's four genders. You know, you got your male, you got your female, then you got your female within the male, and then the male within the female. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really... And all of those things are in each person. Yep. Right. <laughs> because, yeah, we have this uh, uh, energy body that it has a male shape, but there's the female one is like, flipped around on the other side they're both there you know yeah yeah Yeah, i think that uh that's what the where the great separation became and i talked about this in my uh, allegorical and symbolical nature of the bible whenever uh we were brought into this uh into this dimension we were separated and we used to be one we used to male and female yeah we used to have them both running congruently like uh together and then whenever we uh got split apart into male and female that's what created this uh this duality that we're currently living in yeah and you know i agree with that completely but again like it's like we have all of those to be in balance right um we need to have both aspects active Absolutely. Um, let's chat a little bit uh, about your podcast. So if people are interested, they can uh, check it out. Um, talk to us about the uh, the Green Knight before uh, I'll let you go here. Nick. Yeah, um, check it out. It's like a book on tape. It's an exploration. So it's not a weekly content thing. It's more like for you to um, consume and to process and to come to terms with what I'm saying and, and see what you think about it. I just needed to get it out there, you know. Um, and so I've basically done that. I think it's I'm gonna continue on um by doing interviews and other stuff. Um, but I think it's what I'm trying to get at is like, is there something like that can be done? Uh nothing need be done because actually I think that we're already perfect, you know. But I think that we can just flip this a switch, right? And decide to run society in a different way. You know? And we it would still be as beneficial. And maybe, I don't know, maybe the suffering actually or the trauma locks us in in a way that makes it more difficult to um, 
learn, right? <laughs> to learn. I think our nature actually is to learn, not just our bodies, but our souls. You know? Our nature is to learn. It's not to like be the last man standing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that there's definitely a, a better way to get through this, get through this reality. Is that, that's what you're, um, so what's the, it's a, it's a whole story, right? And you, you listen to it from episode one. And yeah, you, you and you can see it. me fucking figuring shit out too on the way. But I basically had the idea of what I thought should, I, should, I was trying to say. I could see it, right? But I didn't know what words to use yet. And so I just started to try to do it. Yeah. and uh you know i think i got somewhere but yeah you can definitely see me like change my mind on a few things for sure yeah. and that's important too yeah. is to be able to observe something and take something on and that as like uh not as fact you know what i mean and be able to be willing to change your mind when presented with new information yeah and that's a problem that um i believe that a lot of society has is they get stuck on one thing and no matter the opposing information yeah. it doesn't matter to them because they're they're locked into their core beliefs and their core yeah. ideas i mean i think that's like to use a um a big word i guess it's solipsism have you heard of this word mm. it's like basically that the truth cannot be known and so um to each his own like you know everyone has their own truth absolutely i've been saying that yeah and so i don't think that's necessary i don't think actually i don't think that's true at all like that makes it so that we're all atomized and living in our own um you know kind of uh, our own little truth universe right but then we tribe up right and then it becomes a popularity index right and so then your tribe is this right and like you were saying everyone's locked in and there's no nuance uh there's no attempt to like try to uh, understand information that that probably or you know like takes your belief and maybe put and threatens it a little bit yeah. well i think that would be the problem with the with the concept like what you're talking about it, it would be accept, be being willing to accept someone else's thoughts ideas and beliefs with without it really without it changing your viewpoint or without changing the other person's viewpoint because i think that's what individuality individuality would really be is that we all have our different sets of viewpoints our own sets of uh, of truth you know you've been through your own experiences of your life you're going to believe something different based off of this 3d reality and experiences that you've had i've had something different in my life and i'm going to have different beliefs based on the experiences that i've had in this 3d physical yeah. reality so it, I, I think that the the problem is 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 trying to get everyone blanketed into believing the exact same thing when when there isn't any one singular truth yeah i mean we can't lock it down but i think generalizing um i think we have a tendency to be hyper focused on the components and the details you know and the little things but i think zooming out right to see the general pattern we can see there's like some kind of malaise there's some kind of sickness you know and I think we can all agree on that, you know, like that can't, that shouldn't be something. And so is there something that we can do about that? You know, is it possible? And um, the weird thing about what you're saying, like the irony really is, is like that we all, we all do fucking end up joining, um, you know, like-minded, you know, we join up with people that are like-minded. 
you know, it's like an echo chamber, just supporting the same thing. And so my only thing is like, yeah, you can have your beliefs and it's not a problem with me, but um, allow yourself to be open, right, to new information and, and to update, you know. Yeah, I feel like the, that's that's really what they're they're trying to do with a with a lot of the technology. They're trying to herd everybody into a, a certain area, a certain yeah. platform. You yeah. know what I mean? They're trying to kick people off of certain uh, from using certain social medias and get them all to create this echo chamber of, of thoughts, ideas, and beliefs. And then at that point, you're only preaching to the the same people yeah. in this big and that, regurgitation and that group becomes then like uh you can basically predict what a bunch of people are going to do because they all think the same way you know yeah. so there's no like you can predict what they're going to do and also maybe like you know uh, press their buttons in a way get them to jump <laughs> absolutely they've they figured it out yeah and, um all right birch thank you so much for uh coming on and uh and and chatting with me, I really enjoyed the uh, the conversation. Where can people find your show if they would like to uh, check your show out? Yeah, just search for Green Knight, all one word, lowercase, and that's Knight with a K N I G H T, and it's on all of the you know the platforms. Um, so you should just be able to search for that, or if you want to go to my website, which is greenknight.green, not .com .green, and all of the websites are there, and I have you know some other things that you can take a look at. Awesome. The links to uh, Birch's information will be in the description of this video. Thank you all for watching. I appreciate you a lot. Please hit the thumbs up button to help the channel out in the YouTube algorithms. Uh, uh, share, subscribe, hit the bell icon as well for notifications. You can catch this episode and any of my other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and download them individually on speaker.com. Thank you all. Thanks for having me. Very much. And remember, we're not only in a spiritual war, but a war on humanity. Stay aware, stay alert, keep loving your heart for everyone. Stay safe out there. And remember, if you can see through the illusion, you're the solution. See you guys next time.